Hello, everyone, and welcome to the UGA Sports Call-In Show. I'm your host, Paul Meharry, joined by my co-host, Jason Butt. Unfortunately, Ben Chobby Bachman's nowhere to be found, but we found somebody even better. We found Dane Young out here. Dane knows how to do this stuff. I don't know how to switch the boxes. I've, I've been trying to do that. I can't do it. I can't do it. Producing um, on the fly here. You gave me too much control by inviting giving, me. giving you too much control, man. But, uh, guys, first episode since fall camp has started so that's going to be fun and interesting dane's been to both practices that the media's been able to attend so he's going to tell us a little bit about what's going on uh jason and i have some connections as well so we'll be able to spit a little knowledge at you as well guys as always we want to know where you're watching us from guys and gals uh so put it in the comments section we'll shout you out and if you have any questions going into fall camp anything that you've seen across message boards or on twitter or anything like that and you want to kind of know the inside skinny on that We'll try to give you the best uh, we can. If not, you know, I don't know. I don't know if we can. It's just three guys trying to have a good time. We've got a couple more episodes until the POS takes over. That's the post-game overreaction show. That will be oh, oh, that's what it is. Okay. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. had to make sure had to make sure folks know what that was. Uh, but yeah, the POS will be live after the Oregon game. So we'll be switching over to that. It'll be a three-hour show if you haven't experienced that with us yet. It's quite crazy. Uh, we but we try to have a good time. Uh, Watchdog says, when is Georgia's first game? It just so happens to be uh, September 3rd. Is that right, Dane? Um, Watchdogs, I have, a, I have a question for you. You're, you're on uh, YouTube, which that's really cool. You know YouTube's owned by Google, right? Oh, so boy. I might I might give that a whirl. <laughs> take, take that for a test drive. Be um, nice, Dane. Be nice. I know. Damn. Be nice. Uh, good evening, gentlemen, from SC Low Country Dog. What's going on, Low Country? Robert Moody says, Roswell, George in the house. What's going on, uh, Mr. Moody? Hope all is well. Phil Rogers says, when do the pads go on? Usually that's three days after the start. So what, Thursday, Friday. So they should be on uh, this week. Yeah. So, Dane, you were out at practice. Can I brag on us? Can, can I brag on our site and be that guy that talks to me about uh, like, Yeah, you can because I got I to gotta tweet this out. So, yeah, you got a few minutes. So, th- there were – I counted there were like 18 media members standing outside of the gate waiting to be let in, kind of in the – the bullpen, if you want to say that, goes across from uh, the Rankin Center. Anywho, out of those 18, five were UGA Sports. And then if you go over to UGASports.com and you're a member there, check out all these practice notes. There's Uh-oh, five you're, you're, you're giving it away. You're giving it away. Nope. I'm throw it up. It. Throw it up. Make them pay. Make them pay. <laughs> I, that's a teaser, y'all. That's a TV teaser. <laughs> nah, you're good. Uh, so, someone can pause and probably see all that if they're smart enough to do so. But Right. Um, yeah, um, you know, seeing the guys in practice has been interesting to me. There's some things that I get, you know, I've been sitting in Jim Donnan's basement doing the watch along show for a few seasons, so I don't even go you to Sanford Stadium most of the time. And yeah. I, haven't so, been, I, I haven't been in a while either, Dane, to be honest. I haven't been because uh, we're doing this stuff, we're doing man, this. I haven't been, I went, to, I went to Mercedes Benz for the SC Championship game, and then I think the last game I covered. Man, it's been two or three years in Sanford. Probably the same for Jason, too. It's been a while for me just because I covered the Falcons for three seasons. Yeah. And then I moved. So, it's like, I don't know when I'll be back. But I'm, I'm tan, you know, I guess uh, tangent. Tan, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. I don't either. Can't help you. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm there, but not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> SD Low Country Dog says, can't wait for the first watch along show. That's what I'm talking about. I've been yeah. doing those shows and haven't been in the stadium. And so there's just some guys that I haven't seen in person in Georgia that when you're beside them, you're kind of like, oh, I didn't realize that. Um, so for like the, the first day of practice, I mainly focused on wide receivers. I didn't realize AD Mitchell was as tall as Marcus Rosemey Jack Saint. Like in my head, I just had yeah. that Marcus Rosemey Jack Saint is by far Georgia's biggest receiver. And I think he is broader and a little bulkier. But, like, in terms of total height, A.D. Mitchell's right there with him, uh, which kind of surprised me. The, the one today that surprised me, because I was mainly focused on offensive line, but they were, like, way over on the – they might as well have been in Stegman Coliseum from where I was. Uh, so <laughs> were they trying, trying to hide the O-line? Is that what they're doing? I don't know. But uh, yeah. th- they were just over there. But I had defensive ends and edge rushers okay. um, and outside linebackers right in front of me. And I saw – MJ Sherman. And I'm like, I know this cat's had injuries, but you cannot tell because that dude is big. Yeah, he is. Uh, another guy I feel like has been getting talked about a lot, not just from UGA Sports, but just everybody that's been at practice, even Kirby Smart. Uh, and I don't want to mess up his first name, Dane. Smile. 
Is it just smile? I smile, smile, Mondon. Oh, I would have. Oh, I, 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 I brought him up. I brought him up previously on this show. I would have messed up the last name. I would have messed up the last name. Uh, what smile, would you have said? I would have said Mondon. I don't know. I thought you said Mondon. I don't know. I mean, Mondon, Mondon, tomatoes, tomato. Smile Mondon, yeah. But it's that, smile. I know it's smile. I know that's how you pronounce the first name. Either way, guys, smile, Georgia fans, because it seems to be – there it is. I was trying to look it up. Does it have a pronunciation there, Dane? Mm, let's see. I couldn't find it looking uh, earlier. Normally, Scott Howard's voice is right there, and you can you can click it. Hang on. I'm not right. seeing it right now. You need to get on it. But I yeah, will he, say in the last like week or so, they've done a lot of updates to the roster. Yeah, they so. have. So maybe they'll add the uh, the pronunciation guides from Scott Howard in a little later. But I'm 99% either, confident that Smile Munden. Yeah, either way. Either way. However you want to pronounce it, guys. Uh, Munden, we've all been curious, right? Who is going to be that second linebacker? We know Pop is probably the, the go-to guy inside linebacker. Uh, Who's Pop for people that may not know? I'm getting there. Damn, Dane. I'm uh, sorry. Dumas, I'm a producer. I'm sorry. Dumas Johnson uh, is going to be one of your linebackers. Jamon Dumas Johnson is going to be one of your linebackers. But the other guy we were unsure of, right? There's so many really talented inside linebackers. It seems like Munden has really stepped out into the forefront there, Dane, uh, or Jason, whichever one. Yeah, well, I mean, if you remember at G-Day on the broadcast – uh, Nicobe, you know, when they had all the guys there, and Nicobe yep. Dean was asked, Who is the guy? He started to say smile and then caught himself. He did. And I'm telling you, when, when that when you see something like that, it does you don't forget. And that's when you start paying attention and starting to starting to think, okay, let's see if there's anything more to this. And yep. you know, sure enough, like I you when Kirby Smart on day one of fall camp is saying. This is this is uh like one of the you know as good of an athlete as linebackers something like that yeah, yeah as, good of, as good of an athlete as I've seen it's like okay yeah that that that's the real deal like the head coach ain't just saying that for the hell of it so right that's the guy I, I mean I've it was really that moment with Nicobe Dean then you start really trying to pay attention to past uh, tape past things that people have said about him um, and then you start making those predictions. And that's really why uh, coming into the preseason, I thought this is going to be the guy who who takes that step into when trying to replace those three stellar inside linebackers that went to the NFL this past year. So uh, really, Nicobe Dean's like almost slip up is really the catalyst of why I felt this way. Um, I, I just don't think that you you do that. Yeah, you know, you, you, somebody of that caliber like like Nicobe Dean isn't just almost saying smile Monday on national television. Uh, if if he's not the real deal as the top person to to kind of fill his shoes in that uh, leader of the defense role at inside linebacker. Yeah, you know, I'd go dogs from Mickey Wilbanks and Gloria Easton. We appreciate you guys watching and uh, take taking in the show with us, guys. If you're new, if you haven't been around the call-in show, uh, you can join us on the show, guys. You can do that. Dane keeps, you know, see see how Dane keeps leaving in and out. In yeah, and out. that internet guys, is failing him tonight. You guys can uh, join us as well. What you need to do is go into the description of the show, hit that StreamYard link. It'll bring you into the waiting room, kind of where Dane's at right now. He's taking himself out. I think he's got kids going on or something like that. What it'll do, put you into the waiting room. We can bring you on to the show, and then we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, you can put your face on. We'd love to see it. If not, we can also do audio as well. Uh, but if you have, if you don't want to do that, go ahead, put those questions into the comments, and we'll get to those. Uh, that's what keeps the show moving. And then, uh, we can sit here and talk all day long, but we want to know what you guys uh, really want to know about. So Jerry Johnson's watching from Kansas City. Jerry, Jerry, Q39. What do you? I need, I need your thoughts right now on Q39 from Kansas City. Yeah, we, we need that, Jerry. We need that. We've heard good things. I've, I've been there. It. I love it. I just want to. I just want to make sure that I'm not an idiot for loving it because I. Uh, Will Hewitt says uh, hello, everyone. Hope you're having a great Sunday. Go dogs! There he is. Oh, this is a good one because I was actually about to bring him up. Yeah. I was actually that was going to be my next topic. Funny, uh, Larry. Let's go, Hogue. Hogue. Let's go, Hogue. Larry Hogue Jr. Uh, w says, Larry Hogue Jr. What's wrong excuse, with you? Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Uh, he says, where did Chambliss fit in? That's Chaz Chambliss. Uh, lunch pail kid. I talked to his coach when he committed. 
And this kid used to bring in a actual like metal lunchbox to school at Carrollton and had a thermos for his coffee that he drank black uh, as a high school senior. So I don't know, kind of, kind of out there to me, but he's a lunch pail guy. He, he a brings his lunch coffee. Yeah. Uh, in, in high school. Yeah. That's kind of weird. That's man. Tough. I mean, it took me years to get the yeah. black coffee. Yeah. I started doing that. black coffee and I never did no. anything else. Yeah. No, no, just, I, just like, I, I think yeah. Cham, I think Chambliss is, is a year or two away from being really and no, 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 in contention of like starting role. You know what I mean? I think okay. he's definitely a rotational guy now. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be like he's a nobody. If that's I mean, you're all you're saying is that Nolan Smith and Robert Beal have. That yeah, exactly. Active. Yeah, I, I think he's a good year. He's he's a rotational piece right now. That's where I see him fitting. Uh, just to answer uh, Larry's question. But, um, you know, I think he's a good play. I'm sorry. I think he plays a lot in rotation and especially special teams. Oh, oh, special teams. Absolutely. Yeah. I think he's he's right now. I think he's your third outside linebacker. MJ Sherman will be fighting for that as well if he can stay healthy. But I think right now, uh, Chaz Chambliss is your third outside linebacker. He's spelling Beal. He's spelling Nolan. Uh, So it just kind of depends on how often those two guys come off the field. You know, last year, we saw Quay Walker in its situations and, you know, Nolan or Robert weren't on the field. So it's, it's, it's going to be different in how they game plan those linebackers. It was a lot, lot going on last year with having three middle linebackers on the field, but really those guys could all rush the passer. Are we going to see that again this year from uh, Dumas Johnson? Cause that's what Georgia loved to dial up last year was that inside middle linebacker blitz. We're going to see that again. Uh, so it all kind of, it, it, it all kind of flows and goes. So, don't I, discount I like the special team stuff, though, because in Kirby Smart's opening news conference of the fall, he mentioned the vast amount of snaps that were lost from special teams last year. Mm-hmm. And mainly what he's saying is that's guys that are moving into starters on defense this year. But then the other piece of it is, like, as, as I was leaving the practice field today, I heard him on the loudspeaker say, 705,000, 705,000. And what he was saying was that's the league minimum for an NFL player in 2022. Yeah. So he's reminding mm-hmm. the guys, if you can become a special teams guy, a specialist on any of those positions, you're going to make $705,000 a year at worst. That's – and you know what? Like, not to bring up the previous regime, but obviously we remember the previous coaching staff, and the emphasis on special teams is way greater. It, it used to be we're going to have our walk-ons, our, our, our guys, you're going to give them a great chance. We're not going to necessarily play our, our five-star guys in special teams because they, they, they're too good for that. And that was, that's not the case. I, I can remember Kirby Smart taking the job and talking about how Minka Fitzpatrick as a freshman in Alabama was playing special teams and how they talked a lot of these five-stars who got to Alabama to play special teams for exactly the reason you just mentioned, Dane. And so t- to me, that, that that's a huge point. When you have your – your five-star freshmen who are, are ready to play, especially now when you get four games to the red shirt and, and all that. I mean, uh, you have you have the ability to have these talented players play special teams and and, and to convince them to want to do it and use the NFL as a selling point. That, that's tremendous. And obviously you you can create big plays and momentum plays, you know, in that phase of the game. So uh, that's, that's a big deal for this Georgia program moving forward. Two moments of time come to my mind when you say that. One, the first time that I saw Sonny Michelle be a gunner on special yeah. teams. And I was like, oh, yeah. well, that's different. We haven't <laughs> seen that at Georgia before. But then two, and maybe it changed before this at Alabama, but I, I was covering Auburn during the kick six. And that play in particular, and it was so funny because Vern Lundquist, and I think it was Gary Danielson, one of the two, said it on air after. It said, the reason that this happened is because Alabama had all these fat people on the field. Like they, they had the backup tight ends and yeah. you know, the things you would expect for that particular, let's block everyone, make sure this, this doesn't get you know blocked at the line of scrimmage, the kick. And then now you look at it and say, if any of the guys at Georgia, Alabama, Ohio state that are, you know, defenders on you know, linebackers or whatever, like they probably could have caught Chris Davis on a kick six and right. back. Cause the one that got closest was Brian Vogler, who was a fine tight end, but it's pretty much saying John Fitzpatrick go catch someone running down the field. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's changed. We've got a lot of good questions in, guys, so I want to get to these. Um, let's see here. 
I saw one. Where is it? Greg, Phil Rogers, please pull up for it. Phil. Just, just because I love this question. Uh, this? Is no, the next one. The next one. That's one. Let's see. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> could, you see, could you see Georgia go either four wide receiver or four tight end sets against Oregon? Go ahead, Jason. Definitely four wide receivers, and I yeah. hope to God four tight ends because I, I love this so, tight end man. group. I'm all I've been all over the, the, this. T- everybody has for the for the most part, but I think when you talk about four tight ends, you're talking about Oscar Delt probably being that four tight end. I mean, I disagree. You disagree? Please explain. If there's a four tight end set. It'll be at the goal line, and it'll be Jalen Carter. Oh, come! But I'm not talking about that. I'm no, talking about, I'm yeah. talking about and I don't think you're going to see a four tight end set. Oh, That's not. Fair. That's what I'm, I'm not telling you. I think if it happens, line. it's Jalen Carter in there. That's yeah, but no, we're talking about we're talking about tight end slash receiver. We're, I mean, come on. Yeah, Let's I think it'll be three at most at that point. Okay. I like that. I don't want to have fun with it, but you're probably right. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Where was it? Um, this kind of goes into another question we, we Ooh, got yeah. from Gloria Easton said, uh, talking about our offensive line, being able to take care of more experienced Alabama defense this year. And it goes into right what SEC or SSC, Lord, South Carolina, low country dog. Low uh, country says, South Carolina. Willock is a massive OG. Reminds me of big, big Cleveland. Hope we get a big push in the run game from bigger guards. Any thoughts? Well, yeah. I mean, we've seen the first team, what we think to be offensive line and damn is it big and damn is it good broderick jones leading the way at left tackle which you know i i jumped up on the table long time ago for him to uh, be left tackle for georgia last year anyways Devin willick at left guard van pran as usual at center right guard tate ratledge who i think is huge to come back uh this year for the dogs and then right tackle just the uh dependable warren mcclendon but the one guy I guess you could say the same about Tate Rattlers too, even though we don't because he's a, he was a five-star and everybody thinks that he's going to be that guy, uh, is Devin Willett because he came in as a lower-ranked guy and there's higher-ranked people on that offensive line, especially in that offensive line room, than Willett. Uh, but for whatever reason, Dane, and what is that reason that you've seen since you've been at practice, why is he starting right now as opposed to a Warren Erickson or a – uh, Xavier Trust, Dylan Fairchild, somebody like that. He's big. That's it. He's, he's bigger than the other guys. Yeah. I know that. What's I quality analysis. I did a story on Devin Willick just talking to his uh, high school coach a couple years ago, and the 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 vibe I got from him was, you know, he's a Jersey kid. I mean, Jer- Jersey football isn't really a hotbed, so to speak. You're not really getting too many. I mean, yes, you occasionally get a five-star prospect out of there. You get your good Big Ten prospects. Um, but I, I think, like, and he was playing in the toughest league in the state. He's playing in that Catholic league out there. Um, he, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of bias. I mean, his, his coach is the one talking to me. But he's he's saying, he told me, you know, he, he dominated the guys who were going to those Big Ten schools. The, and, and he was just kind of a, a late bloomer in terms of being noticed by by some of the, the the bigger programs outside of of that region. And you know, he ends up at Georgia. He loved Georgia. Funny, funny little side note is apparently in that region, the SEC, um, it, like just from a fan perspective out there, they love watching SEC football in that region. And Georgia has apparently become one of the, the favorites out there because nobody wants to be an Alabama fan because that's the you know, the, the Darth Vader, the kind of the evil SEC program. And, and, you know, before last year, Georgia was one of the contenders. So a lot of the, the mm. uh, folks in that region were, were kind of gravitating toward Georgia. But, uh, but, but yeah, um, I, I got an overachiever at that level. I uh, wasn't really noticed. Uh, I kind of got a late start in football, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I could, I can't, I can't remember that detail uh, precisely, but um but but somebody who uh, wasn't noticed uh, right away, but he he was saying, man, this guy's as good of a kid as I've ever coached, and um, so he he was he kind of expected like uh, what it would have been the COVID year two years ago that he, he wasn't going to play, he was in a red shirt. It would probably take a while, but year three, year four, that this kid was going to come into his own and be a pretty good SEC player. 
He's a redshirt sophomore now, Dane. You've got it pulled up 6'7", 335 pounds at guard. I told you he was big. Yeah. How, how big was Ben Cleveland? Big. <laughs> big. I want to say he was about this. He might have been a little heavier, at least at the start. Okay, so time. right now right now playing for the Ravens, he's 6'6", 357. Oh, so, he was bigger. Yeah, he was bigger. Yeah. yeah, he probably was a little bigger, but uh, same – Pretty much the same, probably six seven three thirty five three forty. I mean, I, I think if Devin me? Willock grew up in the mountains of Northeast Georgia, he would have been the size of Ben Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, who's counting weight though? Once you're six seven and you're over three thirty, like let's be honest here, uh, you're you're a big guy, you know. Um, so massive offensive guard right there. You're exactly right, little country dog, uh, and seems to be the uh, you know left guard moving into this fall camp. I know Georgia likes to get that first team offensive line really some continuity, especially since you don't really get it very often until you start playing. So, uh, you know, you can only snap the ball so many times and go against air uh, with these guys lined up. So now you're in fall practice and you're getting to go against some padded players and things of that nature. So there is an interesting note, though, of where does Warren Erickson fit into what's going on right now? He's a backup. He should have been a backup last year. I mean, like, I, hate I hate saying that because that makes it sound like I'm, like, dogging the guy. But, I mean, if we're being real, I mean, that, that that's the situation. Is he the backup center? Is he a backup guard? Is I think he's, he's, a, he's a floater. He's backup, you know, if, you, if backup center, backup guard. I think Anything it, interior? it's both. I mean. is Okay, okay, here's a question for you, a little hypothetical, if you will. Somebody gets hurt at the guard position uh, or center position. Is he your first guy off the bench or not? At center, yes. Center, yes. I'm not so sure about that. I think that that's in flux. Um, I'll be really curious. I think your first indication of that, Paul, is going to be who's the shield on special teams because that had Mm. been Jamari Sawyer, right? And he's gone. So who gets that spot? Because it's going to be someone that either they're getting a little love there or, I mean, I've been told that practice is, what, five days old? Like, it's not a lot to go off of. But I've been told that for second-team center, both Erickson and Austin Blasky have taken snaps there. Does that mean a whole lot? I have no idea. But that, that, if both of them are doing that, they want to at least have three centers ready to go, which I don't think is a bad thing. Like, you always want to have three centers. I don't think that's standard. I mean, right. you know, kind of Sawyer was the, the emergency center. He but was. I, was. if Erickson weren't – if he didn't return next year and Van Pran goes pro – I got a feeling they're going to need Blasky to be ready to go for next season. So if I'm looking at big Very roster good. management stuff of like, how do I make sure we're not screwed for next year at this position? I wouldn't be surprised if Blasky becomes center two and then Erickson plugs and plays for everywhere else. Yeah. I hear you. No, that's a good point. Gary, pa- Gary Powers watching us from the Philippines, man. Ooh. We appreciate it. Love it. Long ways away. Here's one for you, Dane. Uh, how is Brett Thorson doing so far? We have no idea. Uh, we don't get to see the specialty. I don't know uh, what he's, what he's going to, look like you know maybe he'll come out like the guy at miami and just be tatted up you know the punter that they have in miami that's i think Isn't he's he like 28 though the miami guy yeah yeah but i think he's australian too that's yeah that's the correlation i was going but you just say because you're australian you're gonna be tatted up yeah, yeah every, pretty much. every australian's 28 and tatted up we know that yeah yeah that's why uh but no to answer your question fred we we don't really know uh, we, we don't get to see those guys. I know It'll be they, what, what the uh, that open that open practice that, or are they going to do it now post COVID? Like the open scrimmage. Um, I know when I covered the team and, and Kirby's first two years, they had the open. Um, the it kind of took place of fan day, and so like fans could come and 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 mingle a little bit, but it was the open scrimmage and, and media fan day or people that paid a lot of money to the school. Booster. No, no, it was, it was legit fan day. It wasn't, it wasn't the booster day. The, the, uh, the fall, I mean the, uh, spring the Letterman day, the spring, yeah. Practice, yeah. you know, where the, where the boosters and the money people come in. It, there was like one day, like, like it, it, it took place a picture day. I guess the Rick era picture day. It was the, you watch an open practice. You mean you kind of can mingle, but not really. Not like the stand in line and get your picture taken. I'm I'm talking too much at this point. <laughs> but I, the but Letterman I Day know. is on the schedule because Sally yeah. sent the email. And if any Letterman is watching, they know what I'm talking about. No one else does. But yeah. Sally sent the email, and that's what you need to know. Gotcha. Right. Right. So it's there. So it's there. Derek Tillman says, "Hi guys. How?" He said, "Hey guys." I don't know why I said, "Hey guys," um, but he says, "Hey guys." 
Um, how are some of the freshmen looking like Michael Williams, Marvin Jones, Malachi Starks, Dane? How are, how are they looking, Dane? So I didn't really focus on any of them in particular. I know Jed said in his report that uh, Malachi Starks got a little loving, I guess you could say, from uh, Will Muschamp today. That like, hey, do this instead of that. So, But from, from all indications, all three of those guys are considered guys that immediately probably not as big of a factor, but by the end of the season – they definitely could be. And I think definitely heading into, you know, after the regular season, when you start getting into bowl game and, and off season for next year, those are probably three team leaders at that point. But I would say any of those guys are probably an injury away from being in the mix right now, which is a really high compliment for a true freshman on Georgia's defense. Yeah. The one guy, Michael Williams, Marvin Jones, both those guys to me, I, I think that they'll get some playing time, right? I don't know how much. The one guy for me though, Starks, man, that's a he's such a good ball player. I don't see how you can keep him off the field uh, the whole year. I can see how you can see keep him off maybe half the year, make him earn his reps type thing. But damn, if he's not really good, he's or one of those he, guys. I think that if he has like two amazing special teams tackles, that kind of the pressure from the outsides can be like, yeah. hey, find a spot for him. Yeah, is, is he does, does he take that that Dan Jackson role where he he kind of comes in as a third fourth guy kind of like what he, he performed last year i mean I, 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 that's what i'm i'm wondering if, if he kind of supplants that role this year it, it seems like we kind of do this every year where we pick a couple of spots and say who's who's coming for that and i, I yes. call it the solomon kinley complex where it's like for three years we're like who's going to take kinley's spot and then no one ever did yeah i, I think it's going to be tougher than people think for dan jackson to lose his job but yeah um, no, I hear you. he played pretty darn good he did he did, but Malachi Starks is, you know, he's he's a different breed. No, he just, is. He's, he's, he's like I, I athletically, it, it's not close. Right. But I don't know. I, I I think Starks is is the one guy for me, man. That uh, is just so intriguing. And Jacory Thomas too, a guy that nobody talks about. Mm-hmm. You rarely hear people talk about. He's a big safety uh, that Georgia got last year. Tom Gross says, uh, about this year, how are the inside linebackers? We kind of covered this already, but uh, he says, will it be four deep instead of three deep this year? So last year they were three deep, but they had three guys that should have been first-round picks pretty much. Uh, we're close to it, Shannon Tindall. You guys hate on him, but he's going to do really good with the Dolphins this year. Who's hating on him? I don't know. I, I, I just throw that out there. I throw what it out straw, there. man. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> – I, I exactly. Nobody hates on him here. Because I, I've I've been a fanboy of Tyndall for a long time. Um, no, but the great thing with Georgia, oh. Tyndall was like it was really easy to do analysis of him. Like he took the wrong step like half of the time for four years, but it didn't matter because he was so damn fast. Exactly, exactly. So Tyndall. Uh, so man, when the Kobe yeah. got him pointed in the right direction, it was always beautiful. It was. <laughs> it was. But see, there's a little bit of hate right there of what I was talking about. Well, what's the hate? Like it happened in the hate. freaking national championship game. I'm gonna call like, Tim, I'm gonna call Shannon and tell him. I'm gonna tell him. Get him on the show. Uh I'll be like, no. why, why didn't Kobe have to, to get in your face in the natty? And then the yeah, next that play was, you made a clutch sack on, on Bryce Young. What was that, that about? That was rough. That was rough. No, it wasn't. Uh, it was, it was amazing. What do you mean it was? It was, was a rough. redemption story back to back. Yeah, but it was it was rough for Tyndall to go through that uh, for like forty five seconds, and then he was a hero. He went from like I don't know, I've never seen a quicker goat to hero story. And but history. you're also not focusing on Nakobe made an amazing play to cover for he his did. buddy. He did. What I'm getting at though is yes, they were they were three deep last year, but you had a ton of guys that could have come in and played. Will they be four deep this year? I don't know. I don't think um, you want to be. I mean, I, 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 I really think you want two guys who can play the majority of the reps, and then rotate as needed. But they just had three elite-level linebackers last year. So, honestly, I would think you would rather have two and then have your rotational guys behind. So, I don't even know if you want to go four like, like, and split those reps. And I think you would rather just have – whether it's pop and, and smile at inside linebacker and then sub what when needed or have substitution packages and, and et cetera. Uh, I don't necessarily know you want to go deeper into the distribution. I, I think you want to have, have, your, that, have your starting caliber guys and go from there. That third person, I think, is evident. And I think it's Jalen Walker, true freshman. And I think he's going to be too good to keep off the field. Whoa. Whoa. Really? And I think it's his versatility because I think he's going to end up being one of those guys you can line up wherever you want him to because he can cover. He can, he can go rush the passer. 
He can make a tackle in, in the box. He can make a tackle in space. As a uh, freshman. Paul, Paul, you like saying that guy? Jalen Walker is that guy. He 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 looks good, no doubt. Um, Sorry's going to have something to say about that. Ryan Davis could potentially have something to say about that. Both those guys could see the field before Jalen Walker, I think. Um, but it's not a bad name to throw out there, though, Dane. To put to to put your uh, your your number on. That's a that's a that's what we're supposed to do on the show, right? Is, is yeah, it's it's you know, we have don't give other places. We haven't, yeah, we haven't fully changed over to the overreaction show, but that's kind of what we do here. <laughs> it's a good start, though. It, it is a very good start. It is a very good start. Uh, so let's see here. Did Dirty Dan Jackson run a four four forty yard dash? I'm gonna defer to Dane. I I don't know about this. I, I mean, I are, are we talking it. about before he got laid out in the natty? Because he was pretty quick on getting down there. I didn't time it though. I haven't I haven't heard this chip on my shoulder. Uh, to be frank with you, I, I have not heard that. Guys, if you come into the studio, you got. Man, I'm not even gonna go there. It's just weird. Just some of you guys are weird, man. To join, not not. You know what I'm talking about. It's not you guys. It's the it's the people that just come in here randomly um, and want to put stuff on their screen. It's just we're not gonna put you on, man. We have a waiting room for that. So was that Channing Tindall? Was was he trying to trash me? No, no. I'll talk to Shane later. Um, and talk You'll to share a duplex people. or something? What was that? <laughs> yeah, I'll talk to him later. Um, <laughs> let's see here. CFB Central says, I'm excited to see Ty Key. Going to be huge for the secondary. I've been saying this. I've been tooting this horn for a long time. So is, uh, I think, Dane's man, Brent Rollins, if I'm not mistaken, has been on the Ty Key train, right? Yeah, he has. But, I mean, yeah. that may be his West Virginia bias. You know, I think it is a little bit, there. but I'm not West Virginia. Wait, what's West, what's, wait, wait. Does he have a West Virginia bias? Or are you just he, he, he grew up in West Virginia and yeah. uh, was a West I Virginia. I did not know that about him. When Georgia played West Virginia, Pat White, West Virginia, he was rooting for West Virginia back then. <sighs> How about yeah. that? Now, since then, his, li- his life has completely re- relocated to Georgia. Right, right. Let's see what's happened. I had no idea. Um, in regard to Ty Key, since I'm – since I'm doing the takes, I think it's more likely that he loses his spot than becomes like a star on defense. How can I get out of here? Well, but you said the star, as in the position star. Um, How do I get out of here? If there's a spot on defense in the defensive backfield for someone to take, it's going to be Tykees. Wait, I, oh I'm my goodness! I'm so, oh my goodness! So you're saying he's not going to be safety, but he's going to be. I'm, I'm, I'm saying if there is a current projected starter in Georgia secondary mm. that might lose his spot, I would put the odds on Tyke being top of that list. I'm finally tracking. I, there, Paul, there's some of these freshmen that are coming, bro. And you mentioned Malachi. Maybe that's one of them. I, no. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a guy that's not getting any love. I think Javon Bullard's going to be one of those guys you're going to have to find a spot for. Stop, Dane! What are you doing? Young with the heat. Dane, what are you doing? Tyke Smith is going to lose his job to Javon Bowler. I didn't necessarily say that. Mm. Wow, could could be some shifty things because, like, look, most important player in this secondary is Christopher Smith because he can play all of it. Uh, Yes, they have to rotate some stuff around. Yes, he. They have to rotate some stuff around. Yes, he was (laughs) Oconee. Yeah, he's on his back porch right now. He's spitting extremely hot takes right now. And, and, and Bogart. Uh, can you can you please call the fire department because uh, he's yes yes I, I'm actually sweating. These takes are so hot, and it's all yes. Georgia and it's humid. Thank you so much. <laughs> fire department's on their way, Dane, to get, to to turn that out before you light your house on fire with the hot Let's take right there. That's insane. You invited me on your show. What do you expect? I'm going to ramp it Ty- up a notch. Tyke Smith mm. is going to be. Uh, third team All SEC this year. Wow, the polar opposites I'm watching. <laughs> Blowing. Is, is Levis going to be at the Heisman ceremony too? <laughs> yes, sir. He sure will. Is he that he guy? Sure is he that guy, Paul? You Paul, sure will. more likely to be at the Heisman ceremony. Will Levis or Stetson Bennett? Really? I'm. I'm. I know this is a legit question. I, I need an answer right now. If you're saying Levis, then like I'm about to call them on you and tell them to don't come to Bogart. Go back hey. towards Atlanta area. See this. 
That's a tough we'll question. Never, we'll never think ain't making it to New York. Oh, that's that. a tough question, man. That's a tough question. I don't no, want to get how? the fan base. How? I don't want to get the fan base riled up. I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to take that take on. Like Gloria Eason says, just smile, guys. Just smile. Okay. Smile. Gloria, smile. that's great advice. I'm glad you I'm glad you're watching and excellent um, advice for everybody. Anonymous says he's not a Georgia fan. I guess the show is recommended because he watches Uncle Lou. Uncle Lou's a fan of the show. Not a fan. We don't call him fans. Call him family. Uncle Lou's family of the show. Uh, he says I'm great show. I'm a fan show. of Donovan. Great, I'm a fan of anybody that's not a Georgia fan that still comes and watches us. That's freaking cool. Yeah, man. Thanks, Donovan. Wow. Dane, I don't know how much you paid this guy if he's your neighbor or something. Zach Ainsworth says, I agree. It's going to be a battle for Taiki to play. I love Zach, it. You're, you're welcome for dinner anytime. Yeah. He's probably your neighbor. Um <laughs> Hello from Panama City Beach. Ken, hope you're having a blast, man. Oh, I bet he's having a great time. Uh, what was that club, uh, Club La Vila, back in the day at Panama City, man? Woo-wee. Is Panama still rocking? Like, I, I, I thought they were. Nah, I don't, think it's, I, don't think it's, like, I don't think it's like it was. Um, no. It was a different beast back in the day. I, Did Dustin take Panama shot? You're telling me that, like, kids 18 to 22 aren't rocking Panama City Beach anymore? Dude, I've got some Panama Beach stories, man. That I know really you do, popular. but you're also, like, 45 now, so. I know. I know. How do we get those Panama stories from you on a show? <laughs> I, got, I got pulled over in Panama on a scooter. Mm. How's that? Well, yeah. And there were a lot of scooters you could rent there. I can see Yeah, you happening. can. You can. But apparently you can't pass on the right to go eat dinner. Uh so, excuse you, the hell out of me. Were you fit to drive? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so wait, uh, Midwest Dogify says Panama's for old people now. Ah, I didn't know that. I did legit. Didn't Maybe know you that. were right. Maybe you were right, Paul. Man, yeah, I, I knew it. I knew it was kind of turning into a not so hot spot. I think the more hot spot now is like Dest- well, Dirty Myrtle for sure. Myrtle Beach. <laughs> Dirty Myrtle is is uh, a place you don't want to go unless you got like a squatted truck that sits back you know what i'm talking about the ones that just raise the front up and they go um anyway phil rogers says uh guys is branson play or redshirt Br- play, phil. play come on get out no play he's phil. playing play. and i you have been family for a long time phil play. you know he's playing we told you that and he, he, i i i'm not saying he will i will not be surprised well, hot take coming. Hot take coming. Hot take. Quarter of the way into the season, he's starting. Now, now, caveat. I think it may be because of injury. I don't know. Ooh, he might. He, he might. He might be as 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 Paul said. Thanks to that meme of that crazy guy, he might be that guy. Yeah. Now, I will say to Phil though, the notion of players redshirting at Georgia. You're just not going to see it happen very often in this world of crazy roster management and trying yes. to make sure that people are happy and trying to make sure they don't transfer. Uh, and the fact that, like, you're talking about a Cedric Van Pran that's probably likely going pro after this year. When you see stuff like that, you're not going to have the no-shawn Marinos of the world and, wasting away on, on scout team for a year. And, Dane, I mean, with all these different years and exemptions, you can play for seven years now. So there's no reason to redshirt. You can redshirt later on. You say that for a medical redshirt. Are you saying that for Stetson? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> 74 years, man. You pointed it out. You pointed it out. He's in on the joke. I love it. Yeah, hey, he is. There's a Mid-Pence guy, though, Jones. that's in the same spot that doesn't get the same. William Poole is also in that club. Yeah. Isn't William Poole's been there since the Clinton administration? I, so. I was I was still I was on the uh, at the Telegraph when both those guys were committing to Georgia. I I can remember Stetson Bennett. Uh, I was so long ago, and I can remember Stetson Bennett giving his preferred walk on commitment, and I'm like, who the hell is this guy watching? I, and uh, there was somebody I was I, I remember pulling up his tape when it happened. A guy I'm not going to name here because he he's a competitor now, and I was watching – I pull up his tape and I go, this guy's not bad. I was like, he's not bad. So full of it. There's no chance back in the day you pulled up Stetson's tape. I pulled up, up his tape and I go, he's not bad, but I, he's not – start. I was like, he's not ever going to play at Georgia, but this guy's not bad. Paul, have you always been this much of a hater or was it developed? Yeah, Paul's always been this much. That's 100%. <laughs> I can answer that for you, for him. Um, Robert B is also uh, as old as William Poole and Stetson. Um, yeah, I was there. Rochester too. Derek Tillman mentions Julian yeah. Rochester. That was there was, there's a picture I have on my phone of going up to Baltimore. 
it was D Rob me Cole. Uh, it was like the, the great state of Georgia that went up to Baltimore for the five-star challenge. Um, and D Rob me Cole, Julian Rochester, D'Angelo Gibbs uh, was in the picture as well with William Poole and Robert Beal. So Miko has been in the league, I feel like, for four years now. So that just kind of tells you. So Robert Beal was a guy that I looked at a lot today because when you look, like, it shows that he's older at Georgia because when you see him on the field with the other guys, he's probably Georgia's most physically imposing edge dude. Like well, Robert also, Beal is old enough to mortgage a house and, and rent a car. Well, I mean, he may have grandchildren. I don't know, but like he, you have to be twenty five to rent a car. He he can probably rent one now. I mean, well, then Julian Rochester did it for three years. You know. So Robert Beal does he does he repeat this year as Georgia stack leader? No. Okay. Who I'll does? Who does? Jalen Carter. <laughs> From the interior. That's how much I, that guy's a monster. Man. That's a hell of a take right there. Oh, uh, Stetson Bennett, obviously. Okay. Um, Chip in my shoulder says Robert will get 10 plus sacks this Damn. year. Holy shit. Yo. I don't know. That's all wild. my all my hot takes are not cold. Wait, <laughs> um, I'm blanking this. Look at this, guys. Good work, guys. From Roddy Nabolsi. Holy cow. That's the first time it's like I don't Roddy's know. watching the show. Yeah, that's what happens when you bring me on. Boss wow. comes and checks it out. Wow. What? Um. All right. All right hold on. Hold on. Straighten uh, up. Sober up. Sober up. We got the boss watching. We got the boss watching. Come on. Uh, Dane, you you and Brent did uh did that piece recently um where it was a uh, PFF in terms of sacks because PFF considers half sacks as full sacks. Who was it again? That was Nakobe, right? Led. Georgia in sacks last year because it wasn't Robert Beal by oh, by the traditional stats. Uh, I'm, I'm I think Brent may have done that piece independent yeah. of me because I'm he not. He did that independent. That was really my bad. I remember reading that. I remember, remember, uh, but it, that makes me a terrible coworker for not going to read the content that Brent wrote. So no, you know, thanks I for outing me on. I, am, I know. I'm sorry. I don't know why I thought it was both of y'all. I just but, I, I, I saw it the other day and I was uh well, I mean, because we're like a married couple back, at this like, point. I see Brent as much as I see my wife, so it's okay. Look, I I saw the article. It was Nicobe Dean. Okay. Um, and I think Nakobe had 10 sacks or something like that, according to PFF. So, uh, let's see. I mean, Phil no says he's no been talking, he's been be watching the show guy. on the website for years. I know you have, Phil. We're just giving you a hard time, brother. Uh, let's see here. AC's had AC said this question twice, so we got to get to AC Burson. AC, what does AC stand big for? This hold on, what does AC stand for? Uh, let's guess that. Like, Alexander, why, you, why does it matter, Paul? Oh, I no, know. I have an answer. On Saved by the Bell, A.C. Slater was Albert Clifford Slater. Oh, Albert Clifford Burson here. I love it. Uh, What would Stetson Bennett have to do to get into the Heisman conversation? Why am I on the big screen? Why am I on the big screen? You did it to yourself. I like my friend. Okay. All right. What would he have to do to get in the Heisman conversation? He's going to have to get five more touchdowns on the ground than he did last year. He's going to have to get seven or eight more in the air, three less interceptions, and have uh i don't know how many yards did he have last year i can't i can't think three it was in the threes but i was at three yeah he's gonna have to he's gonna have to get to like the mid fours he also didn't play 15 games i understand that absolutely he did not you're exactly right he got last year he had 2862 29 touchdowns seven interceptions so he's gonna he went 28 is that what you said you're saying he can't throw you're saying he can't throw more than four interceptions to be a high. No, I'm saying, I'm, no, I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I, I did not know he had less. I'm saying, let's get five or six. Oh yeah, it's obvious. It's obvious you didn't know that he had less. Five or six. Uh, I was thinking of the year before when he threw eight touchdowns and six interceptions. So mm-hmm. you know. Um, anyways, uh, let's go four thousand yards. He's going to need twelve hundred yards more, which is doable because, like Jason said, he was not in the game for a lot of the second halves. So we think, we don't know for a fact, uh, that he will be in for second half. So most of these games, because the defense is not going to be all otherworldly, uh, just because you had so many guys drafted off that team. You're going to have to get probably, I would say, 35, 37 touchdowns in the air. And then I don't know how many did he have rushing last year. I think it was only two, right? Let's, let's double check. Uh, come one. on, see all. Just one? one? Yeah. So he's going to have to like get four. Four or five on the ground. 
I don't think the rushing touchdowns matter. I think they do. I think I think Heisman folks like to have that play where you escape the pocket. You rush. you rush, you know. That, that. There we go. Fred F. Boom. There we go. I like that. Can he get there plus five or six rushing touchdowns? Whatever whatever Baker Mayfield did uh, the year he, he won the Heisman, I'm, I'm not going to pull it up. I'm but, telling you right now, Baker Mayfield had some some running yards on the ground. Yeah, he, he did. He did. I think that's – that for Stetson Bennett, that's kind of the mold of quarterback he is at the college level. I'm saying I, that's what they want to see out of him if he's uh, – we're, we're asked – the question that we were asked from our, from our boy AC was yep. what would Stetson have to do? That's what I'm saying. I think that no, that's I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I, think, I think based on who he is as a quarterback, the style of quarterback he is, I think I think Baker Mayfield's the bar. That That's easy. Here we go. Baker Mayfield, 4,340 yards, 41 touchdowns, just five interceptions. So I told you, yeah, maybe half, five interceptions. He led Sooners to a 12-1 record and a berth in the college football playoff. I'm trying to see where he got uh... – All right. We we can talk stats all we want to here. Let's look at recent Heisman history. It's going to be a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I guess Devontae Smith is, is the crazy example there. Will Anderson could be that exception this year. It won't be a defensive guy. I really don't believe that. Just um, more likely a quarterback, more likely a quarterback on a contending team. Heading into the season, Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia are better than everyone else. Could that change? Sure, whatever. People could pop up. But, like, that would tell me that those three quarterbacks should likely be higher up than most people in Heisman races. That's why Stetson Bennett, if you have a small amount of money, and I, I get Midwest Dogify here saying he's not going to sniff a Heisman, I totally understand where you're coming from. Don't get me wrong. If you wanted to put a freaking lotto ticket on a player, it would be Stetson because of exactly what Dane said. If he goes through this season, they get through Oregon with no problem, and he doesn't have any major hiccups or, or any major turnovers, and then you're able to go through the season all the way to Florida, and, and and you're still looking good, and you're throwing and you're playing clean football for the most part. He's going to put up some numbers, and Georgia's going to be there. And then at that point, I, anything's possible. And I'm not saying I wouldn't put him in my preseason top 15 right now. I'm just saying if you're talking about lotto tickets and you're talking about quarterbacks on contending teams at the end of the year that you think are going to be there. I mean, there are worse lotto tickets like West Virginia's quarterback right now who happened to be the person that uh, Stetson Bennett beat out midway through the season last year. Two things. Uh, I looked it up. Baker Mayfield had 311 rushing yards. Oh, look at there. $20 to win 2000 on Stetson Bennett. That's pretty good. So yeah. um, I'm biased, you know. 300 rushing yards for Baker in 2017 when he won the Heisman, five touchdowns. That's all I'm asking for from Stetson in terms of rushing right there. Right. The other thing, though, that I think could hurt Stetson is interceptions. If we're, we're asking again, how does he get in the Heisman conversation? Does he have 12 interceptions? Because if that's the case, then it's it's tough. Well, the uh, year – the year. gosh, I hate bringing his name up right now, but Deshaun Watson – the year whoa. he, yeah. Whoa, we're going there, bud. Whoa, whoa. I'm just saying, the year he won the Heisman, pull it up. I believe Sean he, Watson didn't win a Heisman. Yeah, what he are you talking about, guys? He should have won two. He didn't win one. You're right. Yeah. He didn't. He had but you know what? You know why? Because let's have look, he Lamar let's have Jackson a, had video game numbers. That's why. Lamar. So Lamar beat him out, and it was at the 15 interception year. He because Lamar because uh, um, Deshaun had 15 interceptions, I believe, in one of those years that. Now you're going to make why, Let, let's bring in an expert to tell us. Look at Buddy. this. What we got? Look at Gentlemen, you. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Get, get Great, your tie, Paul. You? <laughs> I just want to come in and basically yell at Paul because, you know, it's what, it's what I've done for kind of how long, Paul, have you been with me? Uh, almost nine years. Yep. So basically, uh, I just want to do it in public. I want to yell at Paul in public. So. That's the only reason I want to join the show. Uh, I was thinking about – I was listening to you guys talk about uh, Stetson Bennett and Heisman talk, and I just don't see – I don't care if he puts up crazy numbers. There's going to be this idea that he's still the walk-on quarterback. People still refer to him as a walk-on quarterback, even though he's been on scholarship for like three years. And as much as journalists love a good story and they might actually jump on the hype train of could this walk-on win the Heisman, you know, we love a great underdog story like that. 
I still think in the minds of a lot of voters, even even though he won a title, he's still a walk-on quarterback. So he could have 6,000 damn yards and 30 touchdowns, two interceptions. They'd be like, hey, he's a walk-on quarterback. Let's give it to Bryce Young again. I'll, Baker Mayfield, former walk-on. All the time. But – Baker had that uh, swagger about him that just caught people. Did you not see Stetson's haircut? Did you not see Stetson's haircut? Okay, I take it back. And the the yoke, you see the picture of him with the veins coming over his arms, you know? Did you see the Photoshop where they Photoshopped the whole sleeve on his arm? And then was like, yo, that, (laughs) there's the Heisman candidate. I have a bit of a problem though, because it's like it's getting trendy for these like college students to wear these T-shirts of like '90s stars and even earlier. So like in Stetson's like back to school photo or whatever, he was wearing the Tupac and Biggie shirt. Well, Tank Bigsby at Auburn was doing a news conference the other day, and he was wearing a Def Leppard shirt. And they asked him about it. He's like, "Yeah, I don't know who they are." <laughs> he was wearing their I, shirt. That's the. I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Third greatest rock and roll band of all time, and you don't know who they are. I've heard of he was them. Wearing the I, shirt. I, I couldn't name a song for you. Of Def Leppard. You know Def Leppard. I mean, I've heard of Def Leppard. Oh, you're but fired. Def Leppard. What's their what's their Whoa, 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 whoa. You cannot fire me because of Paul's ignorance. No, I said <laughs> Paul's fired. Oh. Okay. Oh, pour some sugar on me. Is their song? Okay. Yes. I know that. That's the only song I see here that I know. Photograph? Come on, man. What, like look at this like nickelback? Like, look at this photograph. That How can you be double fired? <laughs> <laughs> how can you be wait, fired wait, wait, wait. but to tie a bow on this you know how nickelback gets like the hate because they're nickelback i think stetson bennett's at that stage now it's, it's <laughs> what? like nickelback <laughs> is not that bad they just get hated on because it's the popular thing to do stetson no, no they, they are they are very very, very <laughs> right, yeah uh i wanted to check in on that uh house call that i was doing for the guy in, uh, are you guys good are you guys close Okay, good. Dane, they're almost there because that take there was one of the hottest. Uh, Nickelback is good. Wow. I did not say they were good. I'm saying that they're not the like most hated musician thing ever, like some people try to position them to be. That's Maroon 5. You mean to tell me that there's not a single Nickelback song that will come on the radio that you won't just leave it there? Not a single one. No, no, like, I'll, I'll take. I'll leave on Rockstar. The first one. Oh, thank, you, first Roddy. One, thank, you, Roddy. thank you, Roddy. Thank you, Roddy. Thank you, Roddy. How you remind me no, the first but, one? You gotta remember. No, I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's one. Every other, Nick, I mean, like, that, just because that was the first one, you're like, oh, okay, here's this band. and then every other song sounds like how you remind me, except they're, sure. they're the random country stuff they put out. That was even worse. Yeah. But, but back to Def Leppard, you got Animal Armageddon. <sighs> the dude, the dude lost his arm, and <laughs> and then figured out a way to keep drumming with his feet. <laughs> What? Yeah, the drummer in Def Leppard, he lost his arm, and then he like figured out a way to, to, to keep drumming like by using both of his feet. Yeah, I mean, they got the greatest drummer in rock and roll history, and he's got one freaking arm behind Neil Peart. So the second greatest drummer of all time. Neil Peart with like a fooling? Come on. Who's Neil Peart? Rush. Rush, man. <laughs> Hysteria? Like, I know Trick Daddy. Like, well, because he loves the kids. Yeah, he loves the kids. Yeah, loves the kids. Yeah, yeah uh, Trick loves the kids. I was listening to it before we got on. For your info, Paul, uh, Tank Bigsby said that he listened to NBA Youngboy. I do too. Green Dot's a great song. I listen to that before I have to go like fight somebody about something. Um, I listen to Green Dot. <laughs> so that's what you were listening to years old. Ones on that Friday Yeah, night. I listen to Green Dot. And when I want to drive home really fast and swerve through lanes, I listen to NBA Youngboy too. Um, hey, I was I was holding a comment on here until I saw Darius Senior pop up because I know Darius Senior comes in all our stuff, which we really he appreciate. Does. He does. So I saw Darius uh, Smith, like Georgia Darius, today. I knew he was tall. Like Dude, I'm telling, I'm telling you, he's the next. He's the next Leonard Floyd. He looks like Leonard Floyd. He does. He, he's he he's like somewhere Leonard. in the Leonard Floyd, Adam Anderson prototype, where it's like, man, if he mm-hmm. even puts on a tinge of weight, like. He is going to be a freaking superstar. Well, remember, Leonard didn't not, put on weight for like the first year or two. Yep, Adam Anderson never put on weight. So well, yeah, but but it did work out fine for him. But yeah, when I was over there uh, that first day, I was watching the outside linebackers that you were, and kind of working. And you could see the guys that were having a hard time doing it the way that uh, uh, Uzo Deribe wanted them to. But 
it's so funny to see all those thick bodies, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Derek Smith walk up. I'm like, that's a tall dude. He's going to be a problem for SEC. Yeah. I actually it's looked him up on quick. there to see where they listed him. I'm like, I think he's taller than that. <laughs> I really yeah, do. He's... They they have him at six foot five, and I was like, ooh, that's he's every yeah. bit of that. One of the few times a guy wasn't given an actual inch or two extra in the uh, roster guy. <laughs> right. But well, I held that comment until I saw Darius Senior because he he joins us, and that's super cool that he spends his time that way. Six five two twenty five. I want him to hear Did the praise that? that that we think his son's gonna be a freaking stud. Two twenty five. What what do you think he needs to get to, or what do you think he uh, is? Is he at two twenty five right now? You guys saw him. At that height, he may be, but man, he carries it like he looks a little thinner than what most outside well, shoot, linebackers we've got, edge we've guys got would be. Darius Senior here. Darius Senior, what's uh, what's DJ? What's his weight right now? We know he's six five. I thought he yeah. said when, when when he talked the other day. I thought he said two thirty five. I thought he had gained some weight. I thought he did yeah, too. But after, after, when you're in camp, you lo- you lose four pounds of practice. Two thirty. Two thirty. Two thirty. So two thirty five, two thirty. That's why <laughs> one day of practice will drain out of you. Those guys were pouring sweat the other day. Today wasn't quite as bad, but uh, the other day, uh, for example, the guys that were hitting the dummies, they're doing the full extension, the defensive linemen, and they're supposed to be on their knees. They hit it and push it up, and they were sliding off, landing on their face because their hands were so wet and the dummy was so wet from just pure sweat. They had to have a guy with a towel come by and wipe off the dummy and wipe off their hands just so they could get through the drill. And, and that's without pads on, guys. It's hot as nine hells out there. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm out there. If uh, if Stet has seven, how do you do that half symbol uh, like that? <laughs> seven and a half more numbers as he did last you gotta year. you got to be a PhD and a JD like Ernie. He will be in the Heisman. <laughs> I don't, Ernie, you've got a lot of stuff behind your name, but I do not understand what you're asking. If Stet has seven and a half more numbers as he did last year, he'll be in the Heisman. I like what you do with the half. I like your PhD and a JD. I don't understand the question. Can you get back to us? Man, we got somebody spamming the chat here. Here we go. Let's block this. We'll block so, them. Yeah. Uh, let's All right. See. So, so Darius Senior said 230. And yep. what I'm telling you is that, like, that's totally fine for now. He's <laughs> on his burger page again. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good, what, Foster. What I'm, what I'm telling good. you is that if a Darius Smith at the frame that he is, if he can find his way over the next year to that, like, 245, 250 muscle range, and you, you're talking someone that's, like, not far from Jadavian Clowney prototype. From, uh, yeah, the edge, long. Oh, man. That's, a, like you said. that's Miles Garrett kind of stuff. Hey, oh, let me tell you about a couple other freshmen that uh, popped out to me today. Dylan Bell out of Texas, wide receiver. Did he do some PT? There is so much available playing time for the wide receivers. I mean, you think you start naming them, you know, hey, they've got Don Blaylock, Harris Jackson, Marcus Rosby, Jack Saint, Lad McConkey, A.D. Mitchell. But then we start looking at it like, man, those guys collectively, besides Kiers and I mean, Don only had kind of the one year. Kiers is a guy with a lot of experience, but he's been beat up so long. There is plenty of room for those young guys, the Cole Spears, the uh, – uh, the nylon Morris sets, you know, the uh, Dylan Bells to get in there and actually get the some Brandon Jernigans. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mikai Muse, uh, uh, Luke Bennett. I mean, there's been, there are a lot of guys running with the first, second, and third team. Granted, you know, it's, they're running four wide and everybody's getting a shot, but uh, he really stood out, Dylan Bell. I know that that's a, he wasn't hyped up that much during the, uh, in the kind of recruiting process. But you got to remember, he played in one of the highest classifications out in Texas and just lit him up. So I got high hopes for him. And I'm hearing more and more and more about um, uh, the cornerback uh, they stole from Clemson, uh, Everett. Yeah, Dylan Everett. Dylan Everett. More and more about him. Uh, Singletary. Hey, on Dylan Bell, I watched enough Friday Night Lights to know if your name's Dylan and you come from Texas, you know your football. <laughs> exactly. He, he did. Uh, uh, I never watched the show. Uh, oh, didn't really get to see Singletary that much, but uh, he doesn't know Def Leppard. He hasn't watched Friday Night Lights. Like all he's doing is eating his frozen pizzas and playing in FIFA or something, which I'm cool keep, with. I like keep an eye on Michael Williams and Marvin Jones Jr. Grant, yeah. That's easy because they're five star guys. Yeah, easy, Remember, right. a lot of five star guys come to Georgia and you just don't hear anything about them. But when you're watching those outside linebackers and defensive linemen work, and Michael just looked out of place because he was working with some of the interior defensive linemen. Well, that is a guy that 
I could see be like the next. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a good way to put him, like Tremont Walter, but with a lot more experience. You know, he could be your Nolan Smith guy. He's not quite that bulked up yet, but that's a guy who just has that versatility. Hey, we need you to run into three, play out, do a five, do a seven. You know, just a guy you could play all over the place. And Marvin's Jones Jr. is just freakish looking. So interesting uh, thing with Montel stood out. Roddy, I, 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 after we chatted for a second after practice today, and I said, you saw Jarvis Jones roaming out there. And he's been doing that for a couple of years, so not crazy. Yeah. Jarvis Jones, Carver High School, Columbus. Michael Williams, he's from Hardaway High School, Columbus, playing the same position. I would not be surprised if that's like a simpatico thing that oh, yeah. that may be Jarvis's project. Without having to go to USC for a year. Mm. year uh, which he was almost going to do. He was going to follow the same path. Oh, uh, yeah. He committed he and not. he committed from there. Look at that. Yeah, not. That's, uh, that's why I'm here. Paul. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Uh, but, man, I had a really good idea, and you guys took it away from me. I'm sorry, Paul. Ernie Taylor said, PhD JD, if Stetson has five and a half percentage more than he did last year, I was saying he'd be in the Heisman conversation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Percentage. I feel right. That's what Rod- it was. Roddy, I wanted to ask you, because you brought up the receivers. Um, oh, oh, Sean Washington. Oh, sorry. All right. That was the, that was the thought. We're not talking about him yet. We will. Go ahead, Jason. I was going to say, right, I wanted to ask because you brought up the receivers uh, and you've been at practice. Um, a lot of guys, a lot of talented guys, but do they have a go-to number one option right now on, on this offense? No. No, that's George Pickett. He's uh, in the NFL right now. Yep. And yep. That's, that's not to say that it can't be A.D. Mitchell or it can't be – Everyone's kind of, I don't say written off, but people don't talk about Marcus Roseman Jack Saint like they were talking about him going into that Florida game they got hurt in. You were like, hey, this kid's really tearing it up in practice. His first pass is that touchdown to pass against Florida and where he breaks his ankle. He's come back and been uh, kind of hit and miss with his health. But that is a guy I think who could absolutely have crazy numbers. And everyone, everyone's all excited about AD Mitchell. But remember, midseason, people were. Every time they threw to him, people were like, why are you still throwing that guy? He keeps dropping passes. So the middle of the season, A.D. Mitchell last year was just getting absolutely railroaded by the fans because he wasn't making big catches. That's so He true. did towards the end of the season. So he came on and he won you a national title. But uh, Lad McConkey is, I don't know, that might be, between he and Mitchell, that might be your go-to receiver. But you just don't have that alpha dog guy out there who is – It's Bowers. So, yeah, I was going to say, so Brock Bowers is probably yeah. going to be your well, number one. He asked about wide receivers. That's why I was saying that to me. It, yeah, he last can play year, that too. He can play running back. He can do it all. Yeah. And then when I was watching them do trips today, they had trips to the right and a tight end to the uh, – I mean, trips to the left and a tight end to the right. We put that in the practice notes, and we were letting know everybody know which tight end was running with which three wide receivers. And uh, Todd Munkin was telling about, I want those guys two yards apart in that trips formation. He was very specific about that. Uh they were. It was just a hodgepodge of players out there. But again, it was like Kyrus Jackson, Ad Mitchell, and Lad McConkey were your three guys opposite Brock Bowers. And I'm like, that's strong. But they, it's just there's no one guy that you can point to. Remember how excited everybody was about George Pickens? Oh yeah. It's like this guy just makes circus catches, makes wild things. You know, Steelers. Like, people really like after his freshman year, you're like, that's the guy, man. I can't wait to see him next year. Then ACL injury, but. I actually have a Steelers tidbit with George Pickens, the yeah. guy who requested to um, to to mentor and kind of take in George Pickens is Najee Harris, and really, yeah, because because you know there's been some things said about George Pickens, and Najee Harris wants to make sure that he is good to go. And now you're seeing all these all this love right now in Steelers camp, and now he's you know with the with the first team and everything. So I, I think George Pickens. Uh, He's got a good chance to shine early right now in the NFL. And I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm banging on their wide receivers because you, A.D. Mitchell and Ladd McConkey, you know, and Brock Bowers won you a title as freshmen. Yeah. They're good guys. But do you see any of those guys being a first-round draft pick, second-round draft pick? You know, like that's what, that was my point of the question. It's like, you know, there's there's so much talent, but at the same time, I, I just specifically receiver, not necessarily tight end. It, it, it's like, but is there? It reminds me a lot of 2012 that that uh that that group guys you went through the NFL, but you didn't have that that number one you know first round type receiver on the roster, but you had a lot of guys you could distribute the ball to. 
Yeah. Well, one remember. thing that I noticed in watching practice, and, and I knew this, but seeing it, I guess, face-to-face for 10 minutes kind of resonated. Most offensive coordinators are quarterback gurus. That's primarily what they work with. And Todd Munkin does that, too. I'm not saying he doesn't. But Todd Munkin's, like, super specialty and what he's done in his past is tight ends. And when he's out there watching George's offense, like, throw together, you could tell he's focused on tight ends and he's hard on Brock Bowers. He's making sure Gilbert's doing what he should be doing. Like, I don't think that Georgia could have a better coach, period, for this particular tight end room. I think you're um, – I think he's really good with wide receivers, too. That's kind of was another one of his specialties. Everyone thinks he's the quarterback's coach, and I'm like, no, I think I was really good with the wideouts. So – one thing on the wide receivers, Arian Smith has five receptions in his career. Three of them are for touchdowns. So he's kind of a wild cat, I guess you could say, in all of this is too. Five receptions, three touchdowns. So another one of those wild where – wild card? Because wild cat is like taking the snap. So you mean wild card? You know what I meant, Dane. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I well, meant. I mean, we work with words for a living, so I hope you'll select the correct ones. He could be wild cat too. He, he could play that Terry Godwin. I mean, Terry Godwin did it, so why, why what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe I just called the shot. Maybe it was intuition <laughs> looking forward. He's three so steps ahead of you, Dane. If that happens, you're going to, like, call me, right? Uh, I'll put it on the show for sure. I'll <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll try to miss that. Uh, Lee Downs says, watching from LJ, we appreciate you. Lee, go Downs. But, yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up, guys. It's been a good show. First show of fall camp. And uh, we'll be back next Sunday. With a second show of fall camp, how many more shows do we have to do of fall camp until we actually get to do the POS? Was it three weeks away? September third, three, four, three. I don't have a Yesterday, the season's four weeks away. So four. yesterday, four weeks away. So we've got three more shows. Three more shows, and then you'll have your uh, post game overreaction show. Yeah, guys. I'm gonna, so uh, I'm gonna wrap this, and from my end, like I started, I'm gonna brag on our team at UGA Sports. You go ahead, like Dane. A third of media members that were at practice today were UGA Sports, and so if you go over to ugasports.com, you will see a lot of words about practice today. It's as many words as you can squeeze out of 11 minutes of viewing practice. So if you're not a member at UGA Sports, you should go check it out. If you want to get access to UGA fans because you're a business and you want to sell something to UGA fans, you just want to have access to them, we're in that business too. So hit us up and get on our shows. Fred, why is it when Roddy joins the show, you think him first? I mean, I think him first too, but he pays me to do that. So It's in the contract. Fred is quality. This guy knows his business. Oh, Fred. He knows who brings the most to the show. Fred is quality, but... I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't like that, Fred. We've been a lot closer than that uh, for you to for you to do that. I don't know. Is it more impressive but, uh, to have two D's and Fred, look, or Chip to be Gil- Fred F? You took the words out of your mouth. This is what you end the show with every week. Yeah, man. Don't forget to smash that like button, guys. Go ahead. Appreciate <laughs> it, Chip. My shoulder, baby. Go ahead and uh, smash that like button for us. If you're not already following the channel, I'm sure you are. If you're not, though, go ahead and subscribe, too. Tomorrow, we have Rumors versus Facts. Tuesday, we've got UGA Sports Live with Coach Roddy and Dane. And then, you guys still doing that PFF series thing? You almost done? Do you still got, got that? Two, we've got two left. Two more guys left for that. Number two uh, will be Wednesday, period. most likely. And then we'll see you back again Sunday night, 8 o'clock night. <laughs> Craig made me laugh. I love it. MASH is the southern way. What does that mean? MASH that like button is what he says. Oh, oh, mash. oh mash. MASH that like button, y'all. Appreciate it. We'll talk to y'all soon. And uh, you know what we say here at Georgia. Go ahead and smash it. Talk to you later now. See you guys.